Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. North Carolina and Miami are set to tangle this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Mac, I feel like there's been a lot of ACC games on ABC. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's good it is. to see. Well, there's a little bit of a reason for it. Do you want me to tell you or do you want to just leave it as it's great? I know. I know. I know. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Yeah, next yeah. year, ESPN <laughs> will have all the SEC and there won't be some CBS. But, Mac, that being said, like, how many super high-profile SEC games have there really been this year? SEC versus SEC. I mean, Georgia-Kentucky, like, didn't exactly deliver. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, I think the ACC, this is – we talked about it, Mac, because of all the contract stuff and what's going on. The yep. ACC needed to have a really good year. The ACC is having an exceptional year with five teams currently ranked and not one of those being Clemson. If Clemson was holding up their side of the bargain, this may be the best year in ACC football history. So anyway, we know that Clemson is not holding up its side. But North Carolina is, Mac. And we're going to talk with a guy today, plays for North Carolina, whose nickname is The Butcher. And... Mm. I would say, Mac knows more about this, but, you know, when you have a chance, you should go visit your local butcher over at your local Ingles. Oh, good play there. Absolutely, you should. Number one, um, Cayman Rucker, the butcher, is a freak nasty, and uh, very excited to talk to him. Shout out to Jeremy Sharp for setting this up, but as you said, we've got our butcher. You need to go see your butcher. Get all the meats, all the good stuff. They've got you covered. Our friends over at Ingles, they do it every day, have the best choice of meat selection. So a quick message from them. And then let's jump into this conversation with Kami. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Cayman Rucker, the butcher, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited for this episode. Uh, So again, appreciate your time. Welcome into the show. Listen, the heels are undefeated, right? They're playing. You guys are playing at a super high level offense, special teams, defense. But that's where I want to start. You guys on the defense are really playing with an edge, man. Just talk about that, I guess, a little bit. And Maybe what you're most proud about on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I feel like for us as a unit, man, I feel like right now what we're accomplishing, especially for these past few weeks, um, for us to be 5-0, I feel like what we accomplished is something that we harped on the entire year, and that's to wreak havoc. And, you know, just to get sacks, TFLs, BPUs, interceptions. And so far we've um, completed every single one in the um, in the stat sheet. So I know um, that we're nowhere close to being satisfied. We're, we're still hungry. We're still, um, I know we're in the thick of the season right now, halfway halfway through, but you know, even though that we have filled up um, each and every part of our Havoc stat sheet, we still want to accomplish a lot more. And most importantly, we want to get wins and get some stops on the defensive side, like always. Cayman, we talked to your head coach going into the season, and he was talking about Coach Chiswick going from year one to year two in this defense. And he was he didn't hold back. He said, our defense needs to improve. And you guys have gone, I think, above and beyond 
that call from Coach Mac Brown. How have you been able to improve this much from last year to this year? Um, I think for us personally, it was just getting used to Coach Chiswick. Um, honestly, I know year one, especially when you have a new coordinator come in, just um, just the adaptability of going from a whole new coordinator to a new scheme, it can be very difficult. So year one was something that he just really wanted to see who he was dealing with, the guys, the weapons that he was dealing with. And year two, now that he kind of understands who everybody is, what everybody's capable of, now he just had to let the leash off, you know? So it's just like for us, the one thing that he wanted to do was um, apply more pressure up front because we got players all across the board. We have a good, we have a great old, um, defensive line. We have great two inside backers out of set and power. And then, our, of course, our secondary is stepping up tremendously. So he wants to utilize all of us, not only just in our own individual attributes, but also just bringing pressure when we can. So I feel like Coach um, Chizik has um, allowed us to do so. He's uh, schemed um, a pretty good job against every team that we've went against. And, of course, like, you know, when we apply pressure, um, havoc happens. Havoc happens. I like that. Now, speaking of havoc, your game against South Carolina, I, I would have to say, I don't know the stats off the top. I know your stats. I don't know the, the North Carolina history books that well, but I would have to imagine it's one of the best games ever statistically by a defensive player at North Carolina, eight tackles, five and a half tackles for loss and two sacks. And the the defense was just dominant. Were you in another dimension? I mean, take us into your mind during that game. Um, Honestly, to be honest with you, I kind of, I didn't really have any vendetta. I didn't really have any. So I was like, right, I'm going to go out there and do <laughs> ABC. Like I didn't have any of that. Honestly, it was the first game of the season. So you know, it's just like, oh, um, South Carolina has some new coordinators on their side. So we didn't know what to expect. We faced them before. But like I said, they had a different coaching change since um, the last time we met them. So, I mean, for me, it was just to go out there and have some fun, for real. So, um, you know, and I can't take the full credit. You know, um, I got to give credit to my guys, my teammates, man. They've put us, they put me in a better position to make a lot more plays. And, of course, uh, hats off to the coaches for scheming up um, South Carolina well and um, just allowing me just to, Played to my strength. So, you know, that's yeah. like I didn't approach that game any other different than I have in um, sure. the past um, the past few games that we had after that. But, um, yeah, just like when I did have some fun with my boys, man, it was just felt like backyard football again. <laughs> felt like Rick. Yeah, it, well, that's yes. what it looked like. I mean, you you were an absolute terror just killing those guys, and, and you've been doing it all season long. It's been fun to see. You mentioned some of the other guys that have stepped up, and just what, what did that take, man? What did going into this offseason look like? I know we talked to you in fall camp, and, and again, we talked to Coach Brown about kind of what he wanted, what you guys wanted, but what kind of effort and, and extracurricular type stuff, not just you know when the lights are on, not just when the coaches tell you to be there, but what all went into this season to how you guys are performing right now? Um, honestly, just getting everybody caught up. I know we had a lot of great guys come in through recruiting. We had some guys that were um, sitting on ice a little bit last year in terms of being a younger guy. So it was just like we understood that the weapons that we had on this team, and now it was up for us to not just have 11 guys playing, but we want 20, um, 22 guys playing. And so for us in the offseason, that was just um, us being a, um, like a uh, teammate-leading team, like kind of like one of those situations where we had to teach guys how to catch up a little bit and just like getting in the um, film room, getting guys stronger, faster, bigger, whatever the case may be, focusing on the little things. And so um, that's kind of like really what we focus on this offseason. I feel like it's worked tremendously. We got guys that are um, stepping up that haven't stepped up in the past. We got older guys that are learning a lot more of their position. And so, you know, we have a lot of great, we have a lot of great tremendous um, improvement in a lot of different areas. So I couldn't be any right. more, more prouder. And it's like the 
fruits of our labor are now starting to come to fruition this um, this season. No doubt. And, and it's so fun just to see guys, you know, making most of their opportunity. And when you have this team together and, you know, my goodness, the things that you can do moving forward continuing this year. But one guy that, that has just jumped off the screen in, in the game, I mean, we've seen you in person up at Pittsburgh. Uh, hopefully we'll be in, in Chapel Hill sometime sooner than later. Uh, but Elijah Huzzy is making plays yeah. all over the field, man. When did you know, I guess, that he could be this type of playmaker, not only on defense, but in special teams as well? Um, You know how you have, like, you, I mean, Eric, you played football before, man. You just, like, you got, you have those guys that just, they walk into the room and you can just sense the dog in them. You can mm. sense that they mean business, that they, not just because they come from a different background, they didn't get recruited like everybody else. They didn't have that same, like, you know, high recruiting status as they did coming out of high school, but they have the intention to make an impact. And that's the exact aura that I sensed off of Elijah since he first came into UNC. And it wasn't that he did anything different than anybody else. It was just that he wanted to be great. He wanted to show that, you know, just because I came from a smaller school, that doesn't mean that I, that I can't play at this level. And so, you know, just for him, it's just like he came in, ready to work, got into the film room immediately, got in extra work when it was needed. Um, he was amongst the first people to finish in all the off-season drills that we've done. He's um, worked to be a tremendous leader for our team. And so it's just like from day one since he committed to us and just came into the facility, he just carried that energy with him. And obviously, you know, it's been um, gravitating towards other different people. It's spread out, and now we're all feeding off of his energy, and obviously he's making plays every single weekend. The intention to make an impact. I like that. That, that's really good, Cameron. Now, you guys, uh, some of that improvement, I'm sure, has to come from what Mac was saying in practice, and you go up against one of the best offenses in the country every single day with Drake May and, and his ability. So what is that like for y'all? I mean, do you have kind of a anything that you like to do to mess with Drake? Do you try to get in his head? How does that work in practice? Uh, well, I mean, we're in the season now, so I can't really – I don't really see Drake as much as I used to back in fall camp. <laughs> Um, I know in fall camp, man, whenever I could, I would get in the backfield, whether that I would get a um, clean rep and get in the backfield and get a quote unquote sack in practice or whether it's just like, you know, it's a false start or something and I get back there anyway. I just like to play mind games a little bit and I don't say nothing crazy. I don't say anything disrespectful. And I'll, I'll just say something like, hey, Drake, nice to see you back here. It's like, and it's just something that irks Drake because I know he's a competitor just like me. He hates he hates to lose. He hates to feel um the hate. He hates to be tried. And so I know for Drake, man, that's just gonna make him. That's just gonna make him better. And of course, the offensive line, man, they've gotten tremendously better since the since last year. So they're making me a better pass rusher. I'm making them a better offensive line because I'm gonna push myself every um each and every single day. And because of work, me working on my pass rush and getting past our good old line, it's up to me to make Drake better and to perform better under pressure because I know for him, it's just. Right now, it's just looking like he's just doing it effortlessly. So I know for him, yeah. it's definitely creating, it's creating him to be a better quarterback more than he already is. But yeah, no, there, there's no doubt, man. I think that good on good, it speaks volumes of you know where you guys are and applying that pressure and the way your secondary is playing. He has to go against that or had to go against that every day. Uh, so so each of y'all, you know, kind of helping and aiding. But from your perspective, as a teammate, but also as a defender. What makes him so great? I mean, how can he be or what will make him be potentially the first overall pick in this upcoming draft if he decides to leave? <laughs> um, man, it's just one of those things where it's like he understands the game of football. And, of course, it's just like his family comes from a long lineage of athletics 
And so obviously sports is no surprise to him at all. But it's just like his ability to read defenses is what shocks me the most. And of course, every quarterback that plays for their that plays for an institution, of course they know the defensive playbook. Why? They have to. So it's just like they have to make their reads. They have to understand if the safety's gonna come down into the fit or not. They have to understand how many guys are in the box. They have to understand the little nuances of each and every scheme defense that's going against their offense. But even though that we change up at practice, now I'm just talking about us at fall camp. Like even though we change up our looks every single time, he knows every single play that we run. He knows every communication. He knows every safety boundary check, the field check. He knows our boundary rotations. He understands our stunts. And that doesn't just stop for us. It goes for every single team. And, of course, every other team, they just like any good team would, they have the scheme against good offenses and then offenses have the scheme against good defenses. But it's just a, Drake's ability to adapt to just any type of adversity. Like, even when he feels pressure, when he gets washed out the pocket, or if he gets sacked, he doesn't let it phase him. He just like, okay, right. so this is what's going to happen. This is my check, and this is what I'm going to read, and it happens. And so that's probably, yeah. from a defender and as a teammate, just his under just his – just the cognitive process that he has in football is what honestly makes me respect him more as a teammate and more as a football player. Mm. Right. Well, it came and you talk about that, you know, just the cerebral part of the game, you know, I'm doing a tape on, on him this coming weekend in that Syracuse game, there was like three or four plays where Syracuse slightly moves and I just see his head turn. He looks at it, identifies it. He's like, come on, I know what you're about to do. And here's my answer. KG it, it's, it's absolutely beautiful when a guy just can study that hard and, and know well, what he's doing. Well, you know, there's some smart people at North Carolina Chapel Hill, so it does make a little sense there. <laughs> but, yeah, right. it sounds like hey, We ain't trying to toot no horns around here, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he is different. We know that. Well, speaking of your teammates, Cayman, uh, Tez Walker is back. He has the ability to play Ooh. now. When did you find yeah. out about it, and what does he bring to your team? So, this is crazy. Um, so, I was, um, I was in class – I was paying attention. I'm sitting up front. And um, and next thing you know, I have, my, I have my phone up. I'm taking notes on my computer. And so I get a text from Jeremy Sharp saying, like, hey, guys, you know, we're not going to announce it just yet, but we wanted to, we wanted to let you know that Tez Walker is um, eligible to play immediately. I look down my phone. I'm like, ain't no way. So I'm like, I'm sitting in class. Like, I'm getting – I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at the professor. I'm looking at my phone. And I'm like – I got to leave. Like, I, like, I'm like, if I don't leave, I'm finna cause a commotion in my classroom. So I'm, right. this is actually crazy. So like, I look at my phone. I'm like, all right, show my computer. I walk out. So like, I had to leave. Like I'm going to the bathroom or something. But I was like, I could not contain my, my happiness. I'm like, man, I'm like, bro, my brother is back on the team officially yes. where he should be. But, um, but that just shows how excited I was. That's, Honestly, and I'm not the only one that felt that way. That was like that was like that sure. all across the team, um, our staff, our faculty, like everybody felt the same way because we knew that um, Tez he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't treated right from the from the get go, and so for him to um, obviously get his el- uh, eligibility back, um, I'm proud. I'm happy that he's back, and I know he's played a tremendous part while he was gone. He played a tremendous part in us making us a better defense as well. He served his time on scout team. He didn't complain he didn't have his head down he kept on grinding not only on the field but off the field and his academics as well so he's definitely taking this adversity well a lot better than a lot of other people would and now for him to just you know be rewarded for his patience and um 
you know, I'm just glad he's back. My brother's back. So I couldn't, I couldn't be any happier. Well, I know how excited we yeah. were, so I can't even imagine how excited you guys were uh, when that news broke. Thank you for, for sharing that story. That's amazing. It just shows the, you know, the genuine love that, you know, we have for each other as teammates, as brothers. I mean, that, that's something that is sheer jubilation when you hear that, that your guy is able to play and, you know, for a lot of different reasons, but obviously uh, uh, having him play the game he loves and how important that is to him. Let's jump into this game quickly, man, and we'll let you get out of here. Massive game. You know, a, a Miami team that's hurting, that's going to be mad, that's going to be angry, and they're coming to your house, primetime, ABC 730. Uh, what, what, what's your just initial thoughts? I know it's only Tuesday, but, you know, what you kind of have seen from these guys and what you guys need to do uh, to get the big dub on defense? Well, obviously we got, we got a lot of respect for Miami. Um, they got a very powerful offense, a very dynamic offense. They got a lot of weapons everywhere. They got a good O-line. They got a um, – you know, they got the guard transfer from Alabama, um, Javon Cohen. He's going to be really good. And then they got their freshman right tackle. Um, and then, of course, like they got, they still got Tyler Van Dyke and they got their running backs and they got dynamic receivers. So we're very, we're very aware of the type of offense that they got, the weapons that they've added and the weapons that they've continued to develop. So we're obviously aware and we respect the offense that they have, but we obviously know this is going to be a good game as well. For us as defense, we're not really worried about anything that they got going on because it's going to be a us versus us type of game. We got to be fundamentally sound. We got to be physical. This is going to be a very physical game. We got to stay in our gas, be fundamentally sound, stay to our technique, and um, and of course, just execute every play call that we're given in the game. And um, I feel like that's kind of like what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks, and it's worked. So let's not, if it, like my folks always tell me, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So. If it's not broken, we're going to continue to do so. And um, just like any other defense, we're going to make adjustments um, if needed. And it's going to be a ball game. I can't wait to play this Saturday. Oof, we are ready. Last one from me, Cayman. I've, I've been noticing these crowds at Keenan have been uh, pretty lit, all right? And this is a night game. This is Miami coming to town. How have the crowds shown up for you guys? And, and what do you expect from this crowd on Saturday night? Oh shoot, boy! I cannot, I cannot lie. The tar pit has been wild for the past couple of weeks. Um, shout out to them for sure, and I'm, and I'm feel like if my sources are correct, according to Big Game Boomer, we are actually one of the top student sections, loudest, and we hey. haven't been there in a while. So citing your sources. Exactly. So shout out to the tar pit. They've been showing out these past couple of Saturdays, and I know they're going to bring it again this Saturday. And plus, you know, they are not they are not unfamiliar to a night game, especially against Miami, because we know what happened last time with that one. So it's just like they're going to get loud. <laughs> Hopefully they get louder than that last time. But um, I'm hey, I'm so ecstatic for this game this Saturday. I know tar, the Tar Pits going to bring it. The Tar Heels are going to bring it. I know the Miami Hurricanes, they're going to bring it as well. So it's going to be a great game this Saturday. And, you know, I can't wait to get after it. There you go. You heard it from the butcher, Tar Heel Nation. Let's ride, baby. Let's go. One time. Uh, hey, man. This was, that's right. That's right. <laughs> man, this was so much fun, brother. Appreciate your time, and uh, good luck this Saturday. It's going to be a great game. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Cayman Rucker for joining us. He's, he's great. You can tell he's really a true student athlete, except for when he walked out of class, when the Tez Walker news happened because he was that – excited and who could blame him right and off air we talked about when he sang the national anthem at the final four a couple of years ago and that experience so he's a renaissance man mac he's a man of many talents listen he he can chop it up on the field he can sing it in the crowd and 
does his work and knows when to excuse himself. I would yeah. say that's actually more appropriate right. than being distracted and causing a scene for his, you know, his classmates there. So very responsible young man. And Good really point. Just a fun conversation. I mean, I always love chopping it up uh, with the butcher and, and the things that just how he sees the game, you know, it, it's really fun. And uh, just his attitude, it, just talking to him, if you did not know, I would not say that that guy was a defensive end. Like I would say yeah. he's probably an offensive player, just kind of his mindset. But when he gets on that field, look out, it's game time. It's game time. <laughs> you got to be able to flip the switch. And he definitely does that. Mac, this defense, how improved they are, I think is, is really one of the better stories in the nation with college football. And maybe we're not talking about it enough. But this game, Miami at North Carolina, this Saturday, 7.30 ABC. UNC's a three-and-a-half-point favorite as of now, as of Tuesday. And the biggest reason why UNC is favored, why they're ranked 12th in the country, yes, it's Drake May. Yes, it's Nate McCollum and these wide receivers and Tez Walker being back and British Brooks in the run game. But really, it's the defense. And you and I talked about this in the preseason. We said, if this defense can just get – we were just saying middle of the pack – in the right. ACC, and not be one of the worst, this team could be really good. Mac Brown did not hold back when he was on with us. He said <laughs> this defense has to be better. He even said Gene Chizik has to be better, yeah. and they've done that. Mac, how have they done that? Well, it, it's been, number one, just overall impressive, right? I mean, when, when you see this effort from going to 14th in yards per game to six right now, and listen, when you look at their schedule, they're not playing, you know, these these right. terrible teams. Like they're playing some some teams here now in Power Five: South Carolina, App State, who's a very good team, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Syracuse. I didn't mention one FCS team in there, so it's not mm -hmm. that fluff that you see with some of these other teams. This is a legitimate defense that has gotten exceptionally better, and it's just from a three sixty point of view. When you look at the defensive line causing havoc, Cayman talked about that a ton. The havoc points with sacks, TFLs getting their hands on the football, creating turnovers. The linebackers, we knew that was going to be fine. Those guys are electric when you look at Power Eccles and, of course, Cedric Gray, the things that they can do as a tandem are just freaky. But the back end is so dramatically better mm. with alignment, technique, running with guys, getting their hands on the football, interceptions, PBUs, all these different things. You're seeing this dramatic step. I mean, we – Again, when we were talking about this, it was like, okay, can we, can we get to the, you know, the middle of the back? Like, can we get there? And these guys have gone way up since my expectations. Everything that you've seen now, it certainly started with a bang, and you're like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is the greatest defense ever. Uh, leveled off a little bit since then, but still playing at such a high level. KG, it, it's been fun, and you've got a big challenge this week with, with Miami coming to town, a team that, you know, outside of the Georgia Tech game has really been balanced, can do whatever they want offensively, averaging over 500 yards a game, have a solid offensive line, great wide receivers, great running back quarterback, all these different things. So that opportunity for you to even further your case as why we're such a great defense and a team that, listen, it's going to be one way or the other. I don't think it's going to be down the middle. They're either going to be really mad and play to a high level or they're going to be thinking about woulda, coulda, shoulda, and continue the turnovers, continue the different things, and give you the football. Mm -hmm. So how can you kind of harness what Georgia Tech did at home, get your hands on the football, create extra opportunities, and then let Drake May and the boys go crazy? Well, the turnovers are key. TVD cannot have the picks that he did against Georgia Tech in this game. I think the secondaries on both sides are going to be very interesting. Miami's secondary a little more heralded. Some names that, that your average fan might know – uh, compared to North Carolina's. But when you're going up against Drake May, 
You're going up against TVD. These guys that can pass for 400 just kind of, yeah. you know, Easily. any game. The <laughs> secondaries are huge. And then I also think the flip side as well of who can protect their quarterback. Well, you talked about Cayman Rucker having respect for that new and improved Miami offensive line. And then you've got some real werewolves on Miami's D-line as well. So a lot of that's going to be really which team can get their passing game going. I think that's the key. Right. Well, and, and again, I, I think it's from a completion standpoint and, and keeping the ball away, all these different things. But, you know, it just feels to me, KG, I might take the opposite approach on this because of the magnitude of the game. I think it's going to come down to who can run it and who mm-hmm. can maybe control the ball and, and play keep away just a, just a little bit uh, because both are, are much improved. Um, obviously, North Carolina, it just, again, look looking at the entire team picture, there were a couple of boxes we needed to see. Defense improve, protect your quarterback, and run the football. Check, check, check. I mean, yep. they've it, it done such a better job of that. And running it this year, it, it, it's been Amarian Hampton. It, it's been – you know, all these different guys that are getting in when they get their opportunities, Amarian being kind of the bell cow there in British book, Brooks. But also Drake still is that guy. Like he still is very mobile, can make things happen with his feet. And that's a problem, you know, for defenses because you usually when you have that, you know, they go man-to-man, he can take off and run, you blitz and miss, and there he goes screaming down the field. So to me, KG, I, I think whoever gets that run game going and who can stop it, um, you know, certainly have such a great chance. But – I don't think there's any doubt that this is one of the best quarterback battles in the entire country we're going to see Saturday night. I agree with you, and I'm normally the old-school 80-year-old football coach that says run the ball. But I do not think – I think this is true for both sides. I don't think Miami can win the game if Drake passes for 400 yards, and I don't think that UNC can win the game if TVD passes for 400 yards. Like I think you've got whichever – defense can make the other quarterback a little more uncomfortable because both these guys are so capable. They're so right. capable. Now, you might right. take UNC's – I think you would take UNC's receiving core over Miami's, but Miami's weapons are really starting to emerge. Restrepo, yeah. Colby Young, like these guys are emerging. So yeah. there are definitely some receivers on Miami's side as well. I think the – obviously, Tez is a, is a different level, and we'll see what that can get to. But before Tez, I think it's pretty balanced. But the reason you give it to That's the North Carolina game breaker, yeah. is obviously him, but also their tight ends. Like, yeah, true. They've got three tight ends that are just freaky and all do diff- yeah. very different things, all get very much involved. And I think even a, a, a more – I don't know, just adds to Drake's genius is when you look back at the Syracuse game and you kind of notice it, but then you look at the stat sheet and you're like, Man, they got 11, 12 different guys involved in the passing game. That is crazy. I mean, that that is a ton of people. You've got three receivers at one time, and there were 12 that were involved in some form or fashion with tight ends, running backs, other wide receivers, and and some backups there. So he has the full arsenal at his display, KG. And again, that that Syracuse tape is teach tape, honestly. The, The entire thing. And there's one or two drives in there, I believe in the second quarter, where it's the most perfect quarterback play that you can see. So if you ever want to learn a thing or two, go watch that. Go watch. Uh, you know, everyone listening, uh, because it, it's just beautiful to see him identify the blitz, identify coverage, where to go with the football, waiting on his guy to open up and hitting that window, arm strength, creativity, mobility. It's all there. And you're just like, this guy is a freak. Like, he's so good at football. Uh, just don't get hurt and you're fine. Like, yeah. you're you're in such a good place. So. Um, I can't wait to see this game. I, I truly think that again, we're gonna get an angry Miami, which you should. Yeah. Um, and a UNC team that's very confident in who they are and wanting to to further prove a point. So 
It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be some fireworks Saturday night. I loved hearing Cayman talk about Drake May. That, that was really right. interesting to kind of break down why he's so good. There's the mental side of this game too, Mac, with Miami. No question. No question. Where's your locker room? Where is this team? You know, from not taking a knee to now, and has Cristobal been able to rally the troops? Similar, not similar, but you had Georgia Tech the week before. We asked, where are they? Where are they mentally? And they were able to rally the troops. So can Miami do that? And then I also, I asked Cayman about this too. I think that the fact this is at UNC, night game, and I've been really impressed with the UNC crowds so far this year. I think that's a factor. And probably why UNC is getting that hook on the on the three and a half at this point. That's so right. I'm looking at both of those things, too. Can't wait to see it. That crowd, I hope they bring it. They've been bringing they it all game, all week, all year, excuse me, long, all season long. And uh, a lot of juice right here. Again, a ranked opponent coming to town, the big opportunity. And, again, just the brand name. You know, it doesn't matter yep. what the record is. It doesn't yep. matter any of that. When Miami comes to town, it's like, okay, let's go to work. Let, let's do this thing. And, you know, where will this North Carolina team be? So really exciting episode. Again, big shout-out to Jeremy. Big shout-out to – Cayman Rucker joining us and, and having some fun here. We appreciate his time making it happen. We also appreciate our sponsor uh, and great partner, Ingles. Um, again, guys, go check them out. Whatever you need, especially that butcher meat. They got you taken care of there. KG loves the skills. Uh, but that's it from us. We need you guys to go over to YouTube. Uh, subscribe. Come join this party. We have too much fun. You need to see all these guys joining us. Great conversations that we have. Leave some comments. It's always fun to see you guys getting after and interacting in there as well. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.